This week, some tips on getting your RV to last longer. A story of a dealership taking advantage of an owner to try to get money out of both the owner and the manufacturer. And a teenager's favorite places on the road. This is RV Miles. This summer, L.L. Bean invites you to simply step outside and enjoy the fresh air and sunshine. We'll be your guide with tips and advice to get more out of every moment outdoors. Here's one. On your next camping trip, turn a headlamp into a lantern in five seconds. Strap the headlamp around an empty clear water bottle or milk jug and turn it on. The soft white light will brighten up a tent. For more fun ideas, easy how-tos, and inspiring stories, visit llbean.com guide. Welcome to episode 250 of RV Miles. I'm Jason, and this is my co-host, Jack. Welcome to the podcast, Jack. It is very nice to be here, Mr. Epperson. (laughs) Jack, of course, is my 15-year-old son. Jack is here to fill in for his mother, who is in Chicago with Henry. They're uh, at the hospital there doing some tests. We've talked about that a a bit recently, but Abby and Henry flew out here. Uh, we're in Utah right now and they flew to Chicago to get some stuff done. So Jack is here to, how long was that flight? I I didn't know how long that flight was. You know, I, I I don't know, but Utah to Chicago is (laughs) like, how how, just like how many States away is that? Well, you know, like four or five, It, it was supposed to be a layover in Denver, but they missed their flight uh, because security took too long and they ended up getting Southwest was kind enough to put them on a direct flight pretty much immediately after. So they actually got oh, into Chicago nice. sooner than they would have had they stayed on their original flight. Oh, that's really nice. Pretty cool, right? So today I wanted to start the show off with some tips uh, about keeping your RV healthy. This actually comes from our friends over at RV Trader. It's an article entitled 14 tips to save your RV from an early death. <laughs> <laughs> That's dramatic. So we're going to talk about a, a few of those. The first tip that I want to share with you that they have is to check your tire pressure and tighten the lug nuts on your RV. A lot of people ignore the tire pressure until they see a flat or they have a tire pressure monitoring system and maybe they don't check the lug nuts on their wheels and those lug nuts can come loose and your wheels can fall off it is very important before any long trip to check the torque on your lug nuts uh, on your wheels on any trailer or motorhome we travel with a torque wrench so that i can do that check and it's a really important thing to do take care of your rv's sewage system rv owners need to take care of their vehicle's sewage system and during the off season you should follow steps for winterizing your rv for each system ensure the chemicals you utilize are compatible with your vehicle make sure to read your owner's manual for the correct chemicals and procedures and for maintenance and make sure to try to use uh, chemicals in your sewer system that are that are safe for septic systems. A lot of them have formaldehyde in them, which kills the bacteria. And the bacteria is actually good uh, for septic systems to break down everything. If you don't have that bacteria, you just have I have no idea what water. like 50% of those things are. 
that's all right. You're going to start learning. You're going to help me with no. the sewer. No, 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 no. Open no. the vents of your RV. RV Trader says you can actually extend the life of your vehicle by allowing fresh air to circulate through the vents. Temperatures inside your RV can soar on scorching summer days and swiftly degrade even the most robust materials. Have you ever seen when somebody ha uh, has a an RV with sort of like the the fake leather sofas, right? And uh, you see that they're peeling and maybe it's only oh, a, a three-year-old RV. It's because of heat and cooling differences. So it's because it's going through like freezing temperatures at night and going through, you know, 110 degrees in the summer when it's in storage. So it's really important for you to keep some airflow going in your RV to allow for, you know, the materials to expand and contract without damaging everything i hate i hate having to sit on leather seats that are torn up it's like the worst <laughs> thing side tangent but one time we went to this restaurant and there was only one seat like one booth that wasn't completely ripped to shreds which really confused me it's often like uh panera where they've got the seats all oh, ripped yeah. up and we just only bad thing you gotta panera. find the table that I doesn't love panera. have them. <laughs> panera is amazing food Look after your RV's brakes and transmission. Treat and clean your RV's slide outs. I just did this the other day. I lubed up all our slide outs. You want to lubricate the mechanisms and the seals that go around the slide out to make sure that the slide lasts a long time. It needs to be oiled and maintained. And those seals, if they uh, don't stay soft and supple, they don't seal out the weather. So it's important to seal those. So I will link to this whole article with all these 14 tips to save your RV from an early death uh, in the description for this episode. So uh, in a little bit, Jack and I are going to talk about some of uh, his favorite spots on the road and some of mine too. Um, but first, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Chances are you've seen them on the road. That's because Blue Ox designs and manufactures the best towing products in the industry. Just look around. You'll find them on highways and campgrounds and anywhere you find people traveling in the great outdoors. Award-winning tow bars, base plates, and brakes. A full line of weight distributing hitches. Adjustable ball mounts and a new line of fifth wheel hitches. With Blue Ox, towing doesn't have to be a drag. To learn more about how Blue Ox can make your travel adventures even more stress-free, visit BlueOx.com. Have you heard of Park Wolf? It's a game-changing iPhone app for exploring U.S. national parks. Park Wolf's Wildlife Finder makes finding any wildlife species super easy. Park Wolf gives you heat maps and charts of the best places and times in the park to find any species. Park Wolf's free drive GPS Explorer makes exploring the park a breeze by showing upcoming places in the park as you drive, along with distances to the nearest gas station, restrooms, food, and pullover points. You can download Park Wolf for iPhone from the App Store today and start making the most of your national park visit. Okay, we are back, and it's time to talk about Jack's some of your favorite places that we've been to on the road because i i'm really interested to hear from a teenager's perspective uh, about life on the road in places that you've been to and what you like and what you don't uh so let's start off by you just sharing with us one of your favorite places that we've been to one of my favorites would be omaha i really liked that i have like no input on what it's like to live there so i can't really speak for that but i would really like to go back sometime what are some of the things that you liked about Omaha, Nebraska? The, the, the zoo was really good. Uh, I forget that this one place we went to that was also really good. 
you know, we have like a pass there, right? So we got to see all these cool places. And I always, I, and especially when we're in cities, I find that really fun. So Omaha Zoo was, I think, one of the best zoos that I've ever been to as well. It had that really big, like sort of domed atrium where all the reptiles were and stuff. And, and in general, I feel like some of those cities that we've been to, like, the mid-sized cities like Omaha, yeah, Oklahoma City. They always have really good zoos. Uh, there's there's something about these mid-sized cities that they they really are just. I think we have a better time in them than yeah. the really big cities, right? Yeah, you know, I would agree with that. Would what, agree with that. What's another place that we've been to that you enjoyed? I think my uh, this is kind of like a dramatic shift, but I think my favorite place we've been to is White Sands. I really loved that, and I would love to go back because it was just so fun to just do whatever you want there just in this white sand well not ev- whatever you want but like do stuff like just <laughs> well like you, leave you, it to your imagination yeah there's no there's no trails you just kind of go everywhere yeah. right in a lot of national parks we have to stay on a trail yeah and there you can just kind of i mean go. of course they have trails there for yeah. some stuff but uh yeah and you know maybe i'm looking through like rose colored glasses because i was only like 10 and you know you're more creative when you're 10 so i Maybe it'd be boring when I come back, but I highly doubt it. Well, White Sands was one of the first national parks that we went to. Yeah. Right? When we hit the road, we were in the bus conversion mm-hmm. back then. Yeah, it was like March 2018, I think. And it was so cool because we, you know, we could sled. We could, oh, the sledding uh, was awesome. Uh, the the skies were beautiful. The sand wasn't too hot on our feet. Yeah, so it wasn't remember, that. It wasn't. It was actually kind of cold there. So I think re- I remember. Do you remember when we went to Great Sand Dunes National Park? Oh, Great Sand Dunes was. Listen, here's the thing. It's fun for like the first 10 minutes. It's amazing for like the first 10 minutes. <laughs> And then after that, it's just pure exhaustion and misery, having to climb up all these the, sand those dunes. Those dunes were real rough. Oh to my climb. god! I think trying to get down was the worst part. <laughs> it was oh so man, hot. I was so tired. It was so hot. I I was wearing sandals, and that was the wrong thing to do. If you go, if you go to Great Sand Dunes National Park and sandals? it's hot, you would think you would wear sandals in the sand, shoes and socks all the way. You want to protect your feet because that sand gets. Oh my god! So, I mean, I was and it was kind of windy. It was kind of windy. We we're like getting sandstorm. We, our feet were my feet at least sometimes, especially. I think I took my shoes off at one point. They were in so much pain sometimes because of this like light breeze. It was so crazy, but it was also it's also like I kind of want to go back. Oh yeah, I definitely want to go back because we had some of the best views there. Oh, the views you, there were from, amazing from the campground that kind of overlooked it. There's we saw like storms cross the sky that never came to us. We saw these just beautiful sunsets. Yeah, the sunsets were amazing. What what, what what's another place that you really liked going? You mentioned to me earlier earlier today that Washington DC. Oh yeah, was definitely a... DC. I really enjoyed DC. Uh it was an it was a nice place to check out. I really liked all the local restaurants, of course, the Washington Monument and all that stuff was really interesting to see. And that that was super fun. Yeah. Uh I we you know, I think a lot of people live in RVs and they think about RV life as getting out to nature and visiting yeah. nature, which is fun. And we like to do that as well, but we explore cities too. It's a big I thing pers- for us. I right? actually personally prefer it. I yeah. like being in that. I like you're, that. You're a big city guy, right? We just got guy. back from Chicago. Oh, I love just, Chicago. You had a great time Chicago. there. You, you got to see some friends and we actually went twice. You got to see some friends in Chicago and that was yeah. a good time. So overall, as being a teenager, you're 15 years old mm-hmm. now, living on the road, 
and be honest with me here. I'm, you know, we, we talk about this off camera as well, but like, what are your feelings right now? What is it like, uh, what's your everyday life like with school, with friends? And, um, what are you thinking about for the future? And, and how is RV living affecting all that? I think, uh, if there was one, I, I really enjoy like most of it, all of it. If there was one thing I didn't enjoy, I'd probably be like being so far away from my friends in Chicago and all that. Uh, but you know, we still see them and that's really nice. And I always am looking forward to that. And I really like when we have like long stays at places. I, I always like that mm -hmm. because then we get to explore whatever's around. Uh, I, I personally, and I also really like travel days because then I can just sit in the car and relax. <laughs> I I like travel days too. I like the view out the window and I mean, be able it's to. It's probably different for you because I'm not the one driving. <laughs> I like to watch the world go by, though, right? Yeah. Wait, so you have so you have some friends in Chicago mm -hmm. now. Uh, most of them were not your friends in Chicago when we lived in Chicago, which is strange. Yeah. Um, most of your friends that that lived in Chicago when we were in Chicago don't live there anymore yeah so that's been kind of cool that we've been able to like go see some of those people in in the different cities that they live in across the mm -hmm. country yeah yeah in fact actually most of my friends in chicago now weren't even my friends when we left chicago because yeah. uh, i got introduced to them by one of my friends online actually and that's really nice because it's really nice experiencing them in real life for the first time and that was that was really cool. So you, I, I think a lot of people wonder about what it's like being a teenager. And like, so you say you've got these friends, and I I know because I'm here, um, how you interact with them and talk with them. But like, how do you spend time with friends when you're hundreds of maybe thousand miles away from them? Yeah, first having like uh, my friends that like I know in real life. Like usually we we talk about uh, stuff that we can all do. Um, that doesn't require us being together, you know? Like, for example, uh, me and my friends have this kind of band project and we make music together sometimes. And, you know, it's really nice doing that when we see each other. But it's also, like, a really good thing to be able to do with each other uh, when we're not being able to see each other. And, of course, they they go off and do some, like, uh, music stuff for themselves because they can see each other but like sometimes we get into like zoom calls and we make make music and stuff and that's really that, nice. that's really exciting for me to see when you do that when like one of you will do the uh the lyrics and one of you mm -hmm. will do the music or you'll work on a collaborative game project where you're building yeah. a game or you're uh making a movie with friends where you're writing scripts and then you get together and film it yeah that's always really cool yeah that's what i was that that's what i was doing when i was chicago that was really nice cool well is there anything else that you want to add about being a teenager on the road being a teenager on the road uh, i guess one downside not really a downside is that like the amount of people your age you meet have like nothing in common with you and that can sometimes be weird but it also can be really interesting because like most of the kids that you meet they're full-time right they, they have more experience like just enjoying i don't know how to, i don't know how to put it any other way but like enjoying being outside more than you if that makes sense, because there's like stuff that I like to do that, that requires like being inside or like over the Internet and they have like no interest in that. And, you know, that's actually kind of interesting because I get to discover new things uh, with that. And yeah. Yeah. You like to you 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 are interesting to me because you like you like to spend a lot of time on the Internet doing stuff with your friends. Um, but also you like to go out and like do walks all by yourself and yeah. be like completely away from everybody and alone and just like 
get outside and I like, sort of explore around. When I usually do that, that's when I have like a big creative inspiration for whatever I'm working on. So I just like go outside and think about it and I will like develop it more and then go, I go back and then I put that spark onto something and I really enjoy doing that. All right. Well, Jack, thank you for sharing your thoughts on that stuff. More to come with Jack in a moment. We're going to have our Fresh Tank Black Tank segment, and Jack's going to sit in for that as well. We'll be right back. Tired of overcrowded campgrounds, competing for reservations, paying high fees for sites? Well, ownership is a big trend in RVing. There's a company out west now that's catering to this trend. Check them out. Western Land and Ranches sells large acreage RV ranch properties at amazing prices. Near popular destination spots, the Grand Canyon, Las Vegas, Lake Havasu, the Hoover Dam, Flagstaff, Sedona, and more. The best of the West, 100% ownership. These large acreage properties are designed for privacy and freedom. Visit the website to explore ownership options. Big RV ranches start as low as $39.9 with great financing options available. No more calling around for reservations. Your property, your way. For details, visit azrvland.com. That's azrvland.com. All right, it's time to check the level of our tanks. Jack, what is in your black tank this week? Uh, the inconsistent weather of Utah. <laughs> I, to see, I call that fall, and I'm so excited because I'm wearing a flannel and jeans. Well, fall is cool and all, <laughs> but like it's either really sunny or freezing cold here. Like yesterday, it was freezing. I, the, 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 the change is it's wild. No Even when we were in western Colorado, like – it was getting to 98 degrees in the day and then like 45 degrees at yeah. night. It's such a wild swing. Yeah, what is up with that? But I, I, I you know, I've broken out the sweaters and stuff, so it, that's exciting yeah. to me. But it was cold when we woke up this morning, wasn't it? Uh, Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was kind of cold, but it warmed up really, really quick. Too quick. It's so sunny outside right now. <laughs> it's well, the smoke has cleared out, which has been cool. Because oh yeah, that's great. That's when awesome. we arrived here, it was really hazy was because so of wildfire smoke, and that's all gone. We've had lots of rain. It was I. I took Ethan. The rain was kind of nice, you know, like like. Yeah, I took Henry and Abby to the airport at at we left at. Uh, four. Five, 5 in the morning, 4.30 in the morning. Yeah, for like around like 4.40. Four and eight. so it was like foggy, rainy, dark mountain driving, which was just the worst. The thing about that is when you guys did that, it was like I woke up to say goodbye and then mom let us sleep in her bed. And <laughs> I've never fallen asleep so quickly in my entire <laughs> life. I... <laughs> It was so comfortable. I took a picture of you and Ethan sleeping in our bed when I got back home. Oh, I need to see that. That was nice. I need to see that, actually. What's in your fresh tank this week? Uh, what's in my uh, fresh tank? Uh, I forgot what it was. Uh, oh, seeing seeing friends again. We saw our friends again. Yeah, so we're here uh, at this campground that we're at right now. We're, we're seeing friends that we traveled with when the pandemic started we were with them and we sort of built a bubble together right oh, and we just kind of traveled for uh for months on end with these folks and we've been away from them for over a year yeah like a year and a half and yeah. that was really uh, it was really 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 nice to see them again we, we were... it was going to be a surprise but mom completely ruined it on accident she's so bad about that she's, she's, so like, bad. she's, she's, goes, she's like oh you're really going to enjoy the campground like we knew, we're going to we just knew there was like no we just knew dude there was no <laughs> there was we, we were just fully aware the entire time yeah. and you know at least they were surprised that there, was nice there are there are worse things to be bad about than yeah than lying 
better things to be bad about than lying. I don't know how to say that, but but, but not being good at lying is a good thing, I guess. Yeah, I guess, like, I guess in, like, bad situation. <laughs> I don't know how to continue that. All right. So a, uh, my black tank this week is a, a story that comes from a, a listener that I, I want to share with you. Um, they, they reached out to talk to me about a service situation that they're in with a local dealership that did what they're calling unauthorized repairs. They were supposed to submit the repairs that they did, the dealership was, to warranty uh, even though they have a work order staying zero charge, but they messed up the claim and were holding their trailer and they couldn't get their trailer back without paying $1,100 for repairs that the warranty service wasn't covering, even though the dealership had told them that they would be covered. And the dealership went ahead and did these repairs without without them being approved by the warranty service and without them being approved by the uh by the owner of the rv so you know they're really they were really upset about this they were thinking about getting in touch with a lawyer perhaps taking them to court but of course eleven hundred dollars isn't really enough to do that with unless you're really just doing it out of uh anger which is a a valid reason uh but so i talked to them a bit and then the plot got a little bit thicker um they said they've been back and forth with the warranty company. So they contacted the warranty company, which I always recommend you do. Don't let the dealership be the only one talking to the warranty company uh, because the dealership claimed to them that they could not file a warranty claim until the work was completed, what? which is completely not true. All warranty work should be pre-approved. The warranty company said that was false and has now actually approved the work. So the dealership actually never went to trying to get the warranty work approved. And what it seems like is that the dealership was trying to get not only the customer to pay for the repairs, but also the warranty company to pay from for the repairs and double dipping. Oh man! So uh, they say. Needless to say, they won't be going back to that dealership. But this is, uh, like I said before, it's a really important reason to talk to the warranty provider, whether it's your the the manufacturer of your RV or a third party warranty company that you are paying for. Don't let the dealership be the only one that's the go between, and don't assume just because you chose a big name nationwide RV dealership that they're not going to do anything shady like that because they're often known to be more shady than the rest. So that's my black tank this week. That is much worse than than inconsistent <laughs> weather. <laughs> my fresh tank is. Uh, is also seeing friends, seeing friends and seeing new people. So we just finished our experience at the RV oh, Entrepreneur yeah. Roundtable. was great. I loved RV. We, it was our second year there. Um, it's my second year speaking there. Abby and I were, uh, we did the keynote last year, which was so wonderful. And then this year I got to talk about a totally different business side things, uh, uh, press relations uh, with, with folks at the roundtable. And it, it was such a great experience to be in a room with so many people that are doing what we're doing and share the same challenges and uh, concerns as us and have some great tips. And, and, and so many of you, I, I know, listen to the podcast that were there because um, you told me, and I just want to, if you're listening, I want to say thank you for all the kind words that you had for us at, at the summit, but uh, for being listeners and for being folks that 
do what you do and sharing in this community of folks that are uh, that are trying to live the nomadic life and make a living while being on the road, whether that's content creation like us or running a business that has nothing to do with content creation. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was just so awesome to. Uh, be with so many people to boondock in the 95 plus degrees. Uh, and, and you know, to... <laughs> I spent all of my time at the workplace, so I have no input. Yeah, on that. So, they, so this campground, so it's nice the campground's conditions. not finished, it was so good. Um, but they're building this campground out to have a, um, oh, it has a workspace, an air conditioned good internet lots so of good. desks lots of power outlets to plug into so nice. you know campgrounds uh it's one of the top things that people request of campgrounds is that they have good wi-fi and it's one of the hardest things for campgrounds to do you have no idea how much it actually costs campgrounds especially ones that are in places where they don't only have so many service providers but instead my thought has always been don't provide wi-fi across the campground those of us who are, yeah. you know, are, are are doing this regularly are bringing our own Wi-Fi anyway. Instead, have a business center uh, yes. uh, uh, with great, great internet there where you can sit and be comfortable, relax and work. And then folks so like us, done. we can like go to that place, work, and then kind of feel like we're leaving our work at the office when we go back home. It's it was, a great thing oh, to do. So nice. Yeah, I got so much done. It was crazy. It's like <laughs> the fate this is like my the best three days of like since we left Chicago, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. It, it, you you Jack is is very concerned about getting stuff done, which is a great work ethic to have. I like I just uh, like going up to like workstations or whatever. I yeah. really that's what I enjoy doing the most. That's how I get it more done is when I change the environment. Because when I'm at home it just I don't know, it feels strange. It kind of feels different and I end up not getting that much done. If I'm in a in a sort of freeze and not be getting stuff done and, and sort of my mind's wandering. I like to just get up and move to a different spot, whether that's in the house or somewhere else at the campground as well. Same deal. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the RV miles podcast. I want to thank Jack for joining us this Hello. week and filling in for Abby. Uh, and uh, I've had spent a great time having you here. Also been a great time just being here with you and Ethan and, and at home and being able to just hang out the three of us and, we're going to have another fun day and a half till mom and yeah. Henry get back. Hey, if you are uh, wanting to help out with the podcast, if you wouldn't mind next time you purchase something from Amazon, go over to amazon.com slash shop slash RV miles and anything that you purchase on Amazon after that point won't charge you a dime more, but sometimes we get a little bit of a kickback from Mr. Jeff Bezos. Uh, and also make sure to follow us on social media. And, you know, if you want to talk to us about this episode or any other episode, the best place to do that is either in the RV Miles Facebook group, or you can go over to the YouTube version of this episode and leave a comment there. Other than that, we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Keep blogging those RV miles. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thank you.